1: to camp crafty's fireside talk radio where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship our favorite verse on this show is luke 219 but mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart and i want to thank our sponsor because we have an absolutely fabulous guest but I have to say, th- I don't want to forget to thank Home Instead Senior Care because they're awesome. They recruit the most devoted caregivers. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable, providing senior home care services in your loved one's home. Sarah Van Hook, welcome to the show. Hello. You know, as I was I was reading this intro about senior home care and I was thinking, this is pretty appropriate because not only have you had this amazing career in therapy for uh, pediatric therapy and counseling, but you also now have switched and you're doing geriatric care and dementia, dementia care and therapy. So uh, we're just really well matched for our interview, aren't we? <laughs> sounds yeah, like it <laughs> not only that I think your mom's such a hero and and because of all that she's told me about you I just have this great affection for you plus whenever I pray for somebody as much as I've prayed for you I get kind of a disproportionate love for them and it, it probably feels like oh my gosh who is this woman and that happens to me a lot because I pray a lot so uh, anyway you're you're one of those you're one of my people now Sarah all right <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if you haven't caught Sarah's other podcast, I want you to know she came on and talked all about the experience she had of having a stepfather, unbeknownst to her mother, uh, sexually molest her. And I don't even know the right words for this. It just makes me so mad. I can't even think when I talk about it as a young girl. And then she explained some of the consequences of that and how she took responsibility Sarah, you're kind of amazing for the aftermath and the decisions you made following that, that included foster care and some uh, all kinds of decisions. So, I'm sharing all that because I don't want to review that too much. I want you just to go and get that podcast and listen to it. But, Sarah, as we talk, is going to share some really great wisdom. And I want you to know she absolutely knows what she's talking about. And we are fortunate. To get her to talk about this with us. Hey, Sarah, would you and your mother do y'all ever do mother-daughter talks together? Yeah, yeah, we do. I didn't. <laughs> we think, talk all the I time. Didn't think, <laughs> I didn't think to ask you that in private. I should have. I shouldn't put you on the spot. If you're a church person and you're looking for somebody to speak, you should definitely consider having these two ladies come together because their story is so powerful. Her mother is Deb Butterfield, and she wrote the book "Carried by Grace." And about what to do when you find out your daughter has had this terrible experience right under your nose and you didn't know a thing about it, and now what do you do? It's like a bomb. So I want to talk a little bit. Well, first of all, I want to read you this quote. This is what your mom said about you, Sarah, and I think this is going to encourage a lot of moms and daughters. So here's a quote from your mother. I found out because my daughter was brave enough to come to me and tell me what was going on. I mean, when she told me that, I thought that was so precious. I loved it that she recognized your courage at that moment of being, you were just like 12 and a half, almost 13 when you told her. Yeah. And then she even went on to explain that she messed up because she she went to talk to the perpetrator who was, she was married to your stepfather and he tried Mm -hmm. to explain it all away and she, of course, what he's, you know, and He's like an elder in the church, all that stuff. So she thought, well, maybe we're imagining it. And you explained in the other podcast how s- subtle he was, and how
0: mm-hmm.
1: really he had a gift for for doing things that other people wouldn't even catch the nuances of. So when I think about that, I just get mad. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted, yeah. so I wanted to hear because your mom set that up for us. I want to hear your perspective. So because your mom, your mom told me that because she didn't respond immediately the way she wished now in retrospect that she had responded, that that set you up for additional hurt. And that it took a while for her to really realize this was actually happening because it's so hard to admit it and believe it. And that in the meantime, you got her attention by a suicide, I don't know if it was a, a real attempt, but it was a suicide moment where you threaten. I would say gesture. See, I knew you would have like the right, the right (laughs) lingo for this. (laughs) She has a master's degree and is about to start her doctorate, folks. So don't think this woman is so smart. Don't think she doesn't know what she's talking about. Like she may be kind to me and correct me gently, but she knows. Okay. So a suicide gesture and that got your mother's attention. All of a sudden she was totally focused on you and you know ready to put aside that relationship and deal with it and and he ended up going to jail so okay so here's what i want to hear from you especially if any moms or daughters are listening i wanted to hear from you your perspective on how moms can respond in healthy ways and if what you do is your mom or your daughter if you already miss the chance and you're already having an estrangement with that beautiful daughter that you love Give us some feedback on that.
2: Well, I would say, I mean, first it has to be both people have to be willing to work on that relationship. And I think for me and my mom, that was the most important piece of it because, you know, for a long time, I was really angry at her and it wasn't until I was about 18 and she she then apologized for her part in that, you know, like her not necessarily believing me at first and believing his lies over my truth and Um, You know, it took her a long time. Like you said, she was kind of in denial and didn't really want to admit it. And so for me, it was at that point after she apologized that I, at that point, my heart was open to healing. Whereas before that point, it wasn't, you know, I wasn't ready for that. So I think both people have to be ready and willing to be open and vulnerable and be willing to talk about it in order to heal from that. Because if you just try to ignore it, like it never happened, it, I mean, you're never going to really heal from
1: that. So you have to be willing and open your heart to that. Um, I'm, to that amazed. Process. I'm amazed by you. You're both such authentic women. I mean, she's a, a veteran, a, a Marine. So, I mean, she's a strong woman. And so, to me, that's, I find that encouraging because I know she's no nonsense. Like, like of course as christian women i think what happens is we want to believe that our the men the men in our life are godly men and so we feel almost guilty if we if we notice anything we're like oh it's got to be my imagination so if if a guy could be that manipulative that he slips past your mom i'm like okay that could be anybody's story yeah for sure definitely well, um, I love it that you said you were so angry and it wasn't until she apologized. The the apology is such a powerful thing, isn't it, Sarah? It is. It is. Yeah. When you counsel young girls and their moms, do you do you talk to them about apologizing? How do you talk about that? Yeah, I, I mean
2: I try. I would say I try. Like I haven't worked too much on an outpatient basis, so It's a little bit more difficult in that, you know, addressing some of that longer term um, trauma with the relationship after the fact. Um, A lot of what I was doing was inpatient. So it was like acute crisis intervention kind of stuff. Um, And so, you know, we didn't really get a lot of time to really delve into all of that. But I think in being in therapy, that that's a really important piece of it is that both people admitting like, you know, cause like I said, I acted out a lot. I made a lot of mistakes and I had to own up to that. You know, I had to apologize for my part in that. I had to apologize for my hatefulness towards my mom, you know? Um, and a lot of times wow. parents, we want to think that we don't do anything wrong, you know? And so right. it's hard for us to admit when we're wrong and apologize to our children. Um, and I think that just comes from a sense of, you know, maybe being too proud, but being willing to accept what's my part in this and taking ownership of that and being accountable for that i think that says a lot to your you know your child to say okay they're willing to admit they're wrong so maybe i can do that
1: too you know oh i love that i think i think you've really hit the nail on the head so when we when we apologize to our children we are teaching them that all people adults too make mistakes, and need to ask for forgiveness. Um, And that is the way you reestablish a a relationship is by asking for forgiveness. So, wow, that's so powerful. Oh, my gosh, can you believe it? I'm getting the two-minute signal from our friend Roy. I like to be sure and mention Roy Bryan. He works for TuggyNet, and they do all our technology behind the scenes. And so he's giving me my two-minute warning, Sarah. We're going to go to the break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit. About some of the countless stories, some of the crisis moments healing and 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 it may be a long game you know you may spend some years in foster care or your mom may mm-hmm. as a mom you may wait for your daughter's heart to get to the place where she begins to understand it from a different perspective. so we're going to talk about that when we come back. I want you to know if you're driving we're so glad you're with us today. If you found this because either you or your daughter have experienced some sexual assault or abuse or manipulation, we want you to know we've got great information for you and we'll have more. You can find much more on Kathy, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. In fact, you can download this. I'm going to put it all, including the podcast in a blog and you can pass it along to your friends, your family members If your family is in crisis, we want you to know there is hope and there is help, and we have a lot of resources for that. So stay with us. This is Truth with a Texas Twang. When we come back, I'm going to ask Sarah about how moms and daughters can begin to pursue the kind of healing that she and her mother have successfully claimed. Wow. Y'all are champion women, Sarah. Thank you. I'm just so, so proud of you.
0: We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all see
2: my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Alley. The number on the gate the number on the
1: door and the next house over is a this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Crafty, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here.
0: My parents are getting older, and I want to be there to help but sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. Yeah. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these Candid Conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where the truth bio, and Texas twang meet.
2: On shrimp and catfish, and good gumbo, I got that right.
1: Hey, welcome back. I'm just so glad you're with us, Sarah, and I'm really glad we have all our listening friends listening into this podcast and finding it and finding the help they need. One of the things that disturbs me about what you experienced is that I, I talk to women all the time. This is so common; it's almost like every woman I know has had some kind of traumatizing experience, and some so often it is abuse by somebody they should have been able to trust. Who takes advantage of their trust and sexually assaults them in some way. So, this is so common. I really appreciate you having the courage to speak out about it. I love it that you and your mom are doing two sides of the same coin so that people can begin to really get the resources they need to get through this terrible implosion of family, right? So, here's my here's what I want to talk to you about this segment the self-loathing that comes with when any takes advantage of you and especially small girls they think it's their fault and so then you find that this is often this kind of trauma is often t- tied to other traumas that begin to pile up like for in my case i had an alcoholic family member, and then I had a promiscuity. I was searching for love in all the wrong places, it's almost like a cliche. It's so so common. Um, yeah. And those things begin to become a pattern, and so that self-loathing then goes into your adulthood. But you and your mom, I, I love what you've said already about standing against the falseness of those ideas. And so... You have tons of experience. You've been on the front line in the crisis in the moment when other families have come into the hospital with the same experience. You've heard countless stories. Tell me, with the long game in mind, what have you learned when this explodes the family? What can moms and daughters do to reestablish their friendship and their love for each other for the rest of their lives so they don't suffer with this until they die?
2: Um I mean I would say the most important thing to think about is as a from the parent side of things like you know focusing on getting that child help you know getting them into therapy as soon as possible so they can start processing those things and so that it hopefully doesn't turn into those acting out behaviors and they can you know work through that self esteem and shame and guilt that comes with you know, sexual abuse or sexual assault and just trying to meet them where they are in that moment um, versus trying to force what you're wanting to have happen onto them because everyone's going to process that in a different way. Um, So just really trying to be there where they are, I think is really important. Oh, I love that.
1: You know, that's what they say about grief too. You just have to let people process Mm -hmm. grief the way they do. And of course, This is grief compounded in many ways with with fury and um, all the loss of innocence. And there's so much there to grieve about. So that's from the parent's point of view. But now let's talk a little bit about the kids. So there's not only your daughter that you're worried about who's been sexually assaulted, but you have other kids in the family that may not even be old enough to understand what's happening. Talk to me a little bit about that. Um, well, I mean, obviously based on how old they are, how
2: much you really, you know, talk about or get into detail about, but I I think for, you know, like for me personally with my son, um, I, I was always very open about, you know, sex with him and like, you know, talking about what's okay for people to do, or it's okay to tell people, no, it's okay to you know, demand that you have healthy boundaries for your own body. And I think talking to them (laughs) at a young age about those things is good because so many people, they don't want to talk about sex and it's like such a taboo subject, but I feel like the more that we can educate our children about their bodies and what's okay and what's not okay, then that sets them up to make better decisions and to know if a situation is not okay.
1: Um, what to, so I think what, it's really important. I love that. I had Rosie McKenna on the show just recently, and about to post all her stuff on uh, on pornography and how it destroys families. And and I one of the things she said is if you have an open conversation with your kids, you can actually protect them because they come to you and say this doesn't feel right. I saw this or this person touched me or whatever. If you are having that conversation with them before anything happens, then you've already got things ready so that they will come to you and make you the expert in their lives. So that's interesting that two experts now have said the same thing to me, like (laughs) set that conversation up before they even know what you're talking about. Just talk to them in a way that's, appropriate for their age but get the conversation going she said as early as eight years old i know from talking to women who had been sexually assaulted even earlier than that that you cannot start talking about boundaries and physical touching and boundaries you can't do it too early with your kids boys or girls yes agreed agreed (laughs) agreed Yeah, but get the conversation going so that when they don't understand something, you're their expert. You're the one they come to because you're already talking to them in an an honest, loving way with them. Um, Mm -hmm. And so what about moms that feel very uncomfortable talking about some of these subjects because they've never had help? They've never had therapy. I mean, I talk to women all the time who've never gotten any self-care on some of the terrible traumas they've experienced.
2: Well, I'm of course, obviously a strong advocate for therapy and I feel like it's (laughs) never too late to go to therapy. Um, I agree. I so so agree with that. Yeah. And I feel like if, if you haven't worked through your own trauma, you're not going to be able to be a very healthy resource for your child. So working through your own stuff is just as important as making sure to be there for your own child and their trauma. So, you know, just like, like I had said in the the previous podcast about getting each person having individual therapy and family therapy together, I think is really, really helpful, which is what me and my mom had. Um, She had her own individual therapist. I had my own individual therapist. And then we had a family therapist that met with us together to work on the relational, you know, fallout from my stepdad's abuse. So I
1: I think that that is really helpful. (laughs) I love it. That's you know, she said the same thing that therapy was indispensable for y'all, and it explains, you know, sometimes we have so much hurt and anger and pain, we can't even talk to the people we love the most. But if you bring in somebody who's objective, I mean, Dave and I did this when our marriage was unraveling. We just sat down with a counselor, and he would listen to both of us, and and putting that third person in the room really helps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I
2: think so much with kids it's like they have the like i don't want to disappoint my parent i don't want you know i don't want them to feel judged you know but with a third person with a therapist we have no expectations you know we don't we're not going to judge you we don't have any expectations of what therapy should or shouldn't be for you you know that's up to the person so i think it's really helpful and having that objectivity as far as processing through that trauma
1: I mean, you're a great example. You have two degree, two master's degrees. You're about to start working on your your doctorate. I mean, that's a lot of years for those teachers to teach you how to ask the right questions in therapy. (laughs) You probably know exactly which question to ask to get a child to begin to open up and also to release a mother from all the pain that she's feeling so that she can begin to be the resource she needs to be for her own children. Sarah, I love what you said. I'm actually writing this down. You're not going to be a healthy resource. Like, if you haven't worked through your own trauma, you're not going to be a healthy resource for your kids. I, I'm out. Of, I'm not making memes right now because my uh, website's kind of oversaturated with so much great content. But when I get a moment, I'm going to do some more memes, and that is going to be one of them. That is a quotable thing you just said. Well, okay. <laughs> good. I love it. I love it. So we're going to run out of time. I know that. You shared how you talked to your son about it, keeping it open, talking a little bit. is, You know, you can't begin with that word sex too or so early, but you can begin to talk about things that small children understand very early. Um, right. Before, while we have a few minutes left, when you think about this subject, when you, as you were praying about it before we enter, before as you knew the interview was coming up, what was the main thing that you wished you could tell all the moms that might find this or all the young women who might find this episode?
2: I mean, I, I think the biggest part is that there is hope for healing. You just have to be willing to work towards that. Um I, you know, so I often it. we want to shove the negative, you know, we want to shove down all of this. Shame and guilt, and we don't want to talk about it, we just want to push it away and lock it behind the door and never talk about it again. But it, you know, it doesn't help. <laughs> um, if anything, it just eats at us. So, I think you know, being able to talk about it and being open and really honest with yourself and your, you know, your mom in that situation, um, or your daughter in that situation, being able to say, okay, I'm going to be vulnerable because I know that in order to, to heal from this, we have to be honest with ourselves and with each other. And so I I think hope for healing can definitely happen, but it it does take both people working hard at that
1: mutual goal to accomplish that. Well, that's amazing. And just as a reward, I want to say, if you're in this situation and you're wondering who you can tell, what I found is the more I share the most authentic, sacred, painful sometimes, parts of my story, the more God brings these amazing women into my life. Like, Sarah, if you hadn't been willing to to share your story, I would never have gotten to know you. And my life is so enriched and blessed because of you. Um, you're my go-to gal now. I mean, I know where I need to go to get information. It, um, if I it, and, and I've got your mom's book on my shelf, so I feel like I've got equipment now, armor, weapons, against the devil and the darkness in this terrible uh pandemic of sexual abuse of small children so thank you so much you're amazing you're welcome thank you thank you i really hate to close it off because i could talk to you for another hour but we do have to say goodbye you can find all this at kathy crafty k-r-a-f is in frank v is in victor e as in edward.com where we speak truth with a Texas twang. So we hope you'll find all of Sarah's information there and and share it with all your friends. We really want you to do that.
0: Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. i